want to talk about the faithfulness of our God. Uh, <laughs> I was actually just chatting with him um, because I had a revelation that he has overwhelmed me. Praise you, Jesus. And I don't just mean like with his presence in the middle of worship. Amen. Um, I don't know how far back to go with this, but I know <laughs> that I found my comfort zone. Uh, not any particular terrain, just I discovered for myself what felt like, okay, that's enough. You know what I mean? Um, that's enough food, you know, that's enough work that for me at that time, that's enough money. That's enough. That's enough. We're good. So I found my place of peace. So I cry out to the Lord 22 years ago. I have this journey with him. Uh, I had been baking scones and, (laughs) And uh, had some existential questions and come to just a sense. I just needed him. So I began a very radical experience of living very differently. I was saying no when I hadn't said no before. Uh, I was walking in a different way from all of my relationships. And all of this was by his hand. I just knew it. And even that felt overwhelming. I did not know what was going on, but I knew what I knew was that I was going to change. That there wasn't any particular thing. There wasn't like you are about to enter. It was just I knew real change was afoot. And I went around to all my friends. I mean, I had friends that I was very tight with. And I said, I, in my own way, I said, I, I got to go, or I don't know where I'm going, or stuff is going to happen or change. Or, and they were like, oh, pafafa. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I, mm. and I got a, I, I was interested in some book by Joseph Campbell about a man with a thousand faces or hero with 10,000 faces or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was about the hero's journey. And I had some sense it was that somehow meant something. And right around that time, he's not a Christian. He there's he goes all sorts of like mythological places. So it wasn't him in particular. It was an essence of what he was saying. Amen. Around that same time, I got a book from a woman who was in her 60s. I remember her name. And it was about like midlife women's passages. I was not in midlife, but I knew that there was something about this. So I didn't read the book. I read into it. I read really meaty stuff in it. And I just had, it's like my life began to take on a different grid. What I mean by that is I was no longer going to hold on to certain things as necessities. You know, I have to live here and I have to do this. I had this sense of like, 
God is doing something. It wasn't even that strong in that language. It was more of a knowing and going with it. Okay. So I say all that. Um, I had a little bit more of a bit of a, what's the word? Like a, not a party, but, but like a vacay, you know, where I was, uh, I got a job and I was doing these things I liked and I was, you know, spending time that I, as I like to spend it. And, you know, I, what am I going to do today? Kind of a thing. What do, what do, what do I feel? Where do I feel like going? I had a season. Um, how many years? Um, three, four. I had a season of that. Okay. And little by little, and suddenly, my life just kept growing narrower and narrower. Not like, mm, you don't drink, you don't smoke, what do you do? Not like that kind of narrow. A narrow like, yeah, no, no, not that anymore. You know? Yeah, no, I'm going to retire from my career. Career? <laughs> I'm going to retire from that. Yeah, no, not that. And I didn't always have anything ahead. I just had things that were behind. And people just drifted. They'd call um, and I would talk. I'd love them. And sometimes they'd ask me. I remember one of my girlfriends asked me something like, "Where? what are you going to do? Or where?" And I go, I, I don't know. And she said something like, like that freaks me out. And she said, I depend on you to know where you're going. Well, I didn't even know that I even gave that off. I didn't know that I always knew where I was going. I didn't know that. Um, but I had lived such a self-willed existence. I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean I lived my life. And I did it. I um, I enjoyed it, you know. Um But I was in the process of surrendering my life to God. And I remember him. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail. I'm going to go into the the weeds here. But I'm going to mention that I remember one instance. Uh, I was new to all kinds of this. Um, but I was on the phone. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, like, get off the phone. And I didn't. Like it was for me at that time, it was like a suggestion. You know, you get to, you're like, what? But I was getting to know, right? So this is just, you know, like the woman at the well, very much like that, where Jesus came up and he was, you know, he's a guy. Mm, He was more than a guy, but she didn't know that. Amen. She's having a conversation. Like we, when we read that story, right? Don't we read it from Jesus's perspective so often? Here's this woman, you know, what she's saying, that's not true. You know, she's coming to it, but, but from her perspective, there was a guy who you don't even talk, we don't talk to you, you don't talk to us, and what, what do you, you know, amen? Well, uh, Holy Spirit, I kind of had a sense, I don't know if I had those words, Holy Spirit, but God, or, and I think it was the Holy Spirit who was like, you know, stop, and I didn't stop. And I maybe even went a half hour or an hour later over, but I went way over. 
and I got off the phone and my ear itched and my ear itched for 10 and a half years. My ear itched for 10 and a half years. I was in school and we were doing lamentations. Uh, We were learning about what a lament was and I wrote a lament to the Lord and I just cried out, I just need you to heal this. And he did. And he did. Ten and a half years and he healed it. But my experience of that moment didn't feel like punishment. I mean, maybe it did, but it didn't. It didn't have a flavor of a human definition of that. It felt very much like when I say do something, do the thing I'm saying. It didn't have any creepiness whatsoever. It was literally God, like this isn't option land. This is do the thing. Uh, So, (laughs) uh, gosh, I, I had a time when he... Well, I had times when I would get lost. I got lost in LA and I had no idea. I was driving for three hours and I just cried out and the Lord brought me home. I had maps, couldn't read them, didn't know where I was and I had to drive and I was trying to read a map and I had to drive and and he got me home. You know, basically drive this way, drive that way, do that and there I was at home. And I did not know the city. Um, Years later, so if that was 98, like 10 years later, I was invited to a Christmas party. Was it a shower? No, it was just, I think it was just a Christmas party. And I didn't have the address. And the Lord just, I got in the car and he directed me. And I went not even just like up to the block or, you know, I went into a uh, condominium townhome community and there were ma- and I was just thrilled at this experience I, there many um homes and they all had these back door gates and I went into one of them and there was the party and only the lord it's like the servants that had poured water in the firkins and only they knew where that wine had come from I, I know my experience of driving with the Lord. Well, all of this is to say that the Lord has brought me a very long way over a long period of time. And um, shoot, I confess I did go into the weeds there, didn't I? The journey helped me, Lord. I did. I was doing something just now. Um, it's evening and I felt the Lord like, Hey, you could talk about that. And so I started out with whatever it was I talked about. It started out with 11 minutes ago. And sometimes when I remember, I don't talk about this stuff very much and remembering it brings all of these memories. Now I was talking about, uh, having kind of having my own way. Mm. And then the, the hero's journey. Remember that? And the faithfulness of God, um, and the books, right? The Joseph Campbell and the woman with the the thing about the women. 
Let me see if I can just, without trying to find it, let me see if I can just chat with you and say, I am feeling, wow, I might cry. I am feeling the reality of this journey with God in its in his faithfulness to me you know um, he told Abram hey go and I'll tell you when you get there <laughs> leave your father's house and and I had very much a call like that some of it felt just like me it didn't feel well you know what that's not really true um I don't know how to explain this I think what I could say is that my understanding of like Christianity being a Christian walking with God or I didn't have any of the language like the containers that I have now I didn't have that theology I had faith I had belief. I had the faith. Amen. I had God is real. Jesus is real. You know, I had very sketchy theology as far as like, you know, bones and walls and ceilings and floors. It just, you know, yes, God. And I had truth. So I had that too, um, to a degree, amen, to a degree. Uh, but what I remember and I had believed like pretty much all my life. What I remember was, now I'm talking 1997, 97, could have been early 98, um, but no, well, let me just share. I was in the Pacific Northwest. I had a beautiful home. Uh, I had the upstairs and a guy who owned a winery had the downstairs. And I mean, just hundred year old, gorgeous home. I actually wanted to buy it. And I'll tell you, if I knew, if I could find that house today, it's probably worth at least 10 times. Oh, way more than that. Uh, 12 times what it was worth back then. I remember telling my landlord, I want to buy this house. If you will sell this to me when you're ready, I'd like to buy this because it was that gorgeous. Um, Yeah, it's not hard for me to get into the weeds when I get happy. Let me just share. I was looking out the window at night one day, and across the street was a Safeway store in red neon, the letters S-A-F-E-W-A-Y. But half of the sign was out. So you only got like safe or way and it was like, may have been like blinking. I don't remember, but I was staring at it and I knew this is the safe way. This is not now that when I say safe, I'm not talking like security as far as like salvation safe. No, meaning this is. This is a way you could take, but this is not your life. I had planned on likely retiring there where I was. 
Now I'm a nester, so I'm, <laughs> oh, the humor. I've been in about 30 places that I was going to nest in. The mo, you know, I just start to get all my nest together and, you know, and that, yeah, no, but, um, there's humor there, but, um, but this one was real. Like I had traveled across the country to live in this town and to do what my career was. And here I was just a year and a half later, two years later, looking out the window and going, "Mm." and at a time when I was about to like enter into my work on another level and I'm looking at it and it's like, "Mm, uh -uh. no, this is the safe way. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I had been wanting to live the life that I was created to live. That was my bit. You know, I want to live that life. No idea what I was talking about, but I wanted that. Whatever God made me for, that's what I wanted. And I was like, yeah, no. Well, now that was, I think it may have been 22 years, but now I'm talking like, almost 23, because that would have probably been like, you know, January into March, something. My life grew so enigmatic because I no longer demanded answers and I was no longer in the know. (laughs) all the time and sometimes at all but I've been traveling and it's become such a way of God God has become such a way of life that I I I frankly didn't even know it and I mean that I committed to God man I gotta go way back I, I would say 1994 is my memory I mean, I even in high school, I said, I want to be a Christian woman. I want to make $50,000 in the next 10 years. I want to have a mission. I'm not sure if I knew what that meant. but um, And I think my mission was to, to introduce other people to Jesus or something. But my, my, my ideas of all those things were so, oh my gosh, so young. I don't have another word but young. You know, I was 18. Young young. Um, that had been 1985. Gary Pass was my guidance counselor. Great guy. And now I'm, I don't know how many years later, 18, 28, 38, 48, 48, 30, 35 years later. Wow. I wonder 35. Oh, I guess my high school would have had a 35-year reunion this year if they would have had one. Oh, I really wanted to go to that. Anyway, I wonder if they had it online. Kay might not actually end up recording this for you. I'm sorry because this is way too not focused uh, so far. But the point I hoped to communicate rather than a bunch of sundry details about my life is that In this season right now, 
I am experiencing God in a way. All of that time, frankly. And I, it's hard to include those years of like college and because I was, I feel like I was all over the place. But somewhere in me, I kind of, I kind of was even then. I was kind of, I've kind of almost always been into God. Kind of always. I've certainly had other interests, but I've not really. So all I want to say, I'm going to try. It's not usually this hard. Um, God called me. to stay at the table that was like 1993 he called me to find him in the ordinary that would have been 1994 Uh, he called me to trust to go in the way that's revealed to me um i would just at times just know that this is this is it this is the way to do this is the way to go and other times i wouldn't even be thinking about it i would just be doing what i really really wanted to do and it felt obvious this is so right would be the way i'd put it this is right um i can Feel God here right now with me in a way um, that's just part and parcel of my existence. It's become so and I it actually sounds like I've arrived at a place of some kind of not nirvana that wouldn't be Jesus, but uh at some kind of like, oh, it's, it's actually, I mean, I, interestingly, the feeling I get is like, you know, if you were to be like a, a black belt karate, you know, the different colors, I would say I'd feel like I was in the, is it orange or yellow? You know, the very first, I think you start out like white and then you go like yellow or something. I would feel there. I wouldn't feel like seventh degree black belt. No, there's something about this infinitude of the Lord that it's not for me about having achieved. It's about him having been faithful and coming through. Um, maybe I will share this. There's a couple of stories that are coming to me that like now I don't even, I honestly, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but oh, I do remember why I was going to talk. Oh my gosh. Right when I was going to tell you that I don't remember, I remembered I am going to pray in the name of Jesus that I remember this thing about being overwhelmed. That's the point, being overwhelmed. And maybe this other thing I wanted to share will touch on that. I'm having a memory, praise you Jesus, of we're talking, we're talking, it's funny, we're talking 98. 98 was a big year for me. I met a guy don't remember how I met him. I think like 
I think I have no idea how I met him. I think he just came up to me like while I was walking, but I lived in that kind of town where that could happen. Just a super tiny town, like 20,000 people, 10 maybe, um, apart from the college and dated him for a very short time, but it was incredibly significant. And a lot of my memories now, all, (laughs) everything points to Jesus. Um, I remember this guy, uh, invited me up for out for a picnic to like the mountains kind of and I didn't have the right shoes I wore loafers I think it's all I had um and so we went and I think he asked me if I wanted to go on a hike now that might have been what we had planned to do maybe that's what it was we were going on a hike but I bring it up because we hit uh, a part of the journey. Number one, we heard there was a bear. There was a bear somewhere. And I kind of thought that could be the end of the day. You know, <laughs> there could be plenty of reason because you're out, you're two people. Like why do that? Why be out? If there's a bear, how about the car? You know? So we're still walking. I got these loafers on penny loafers and we hit this area that has a ridge and it's super narrow. It's like a, let's, let me see if I can describe it. So like a rock, big rock, like a mountainous kind of a rock. And then a rock above it where you could kind of lean in on a rock and walk on the other rock. You're walking on the one that's below and leaning on the one that's above. But the area to walk in is barely enough for your shoe for once and I you know I realize there are people some of you maybe that live for this stuff you know you're like oh that looks impossible let's do that that's not been the way I've lived my life I've not known that um and when I looked at it I not only thought why would I do that but I thought I don't have the shoes for it like this is not I just in my mind this is not wisdom like this what no like no right but he was not actually interestingly he wasn't patient or you know it's a date there was no sense of like oh you don't want to do it he was kind of like yeah this is the way we're going and there was something in me that was like I just went like I I I yielded to this experience and the guy taking me and you guys I'm telling you you gals it this was a spiritual experience with God now I didn't know that in the beginning but as I was walking it, it had a, it was a cliff kind of a thing. Like if I fell, I'd, I'd fall very, very far. And it felt cruel <laughs> to me that he would bring me this way. But he was on the other end of it, facing me. He did it and then turned around and I was walking it. And I was not having fun. I just, there was nothing. I wouldn't, no, no, no. And I just was like, why? You know, why? (laughs) And I'm looking at him and there was something about the way he was cheering me on that I just shifted in my perspective of what was happening. I didn't have more fun. I wasn't having more fun, but I, maybe I was, I feel like the Lord's like, you were having more than you remember. But so I was obviously having more fun than I remember. Amen. I also remember being in that experience at that juncture terrified. 
and steeling myself to continue because it was so, it just felt treacherous. I did not know if I was going to make it. And he didn't seem to have any, he was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. You got it. And I made it. Well, that wasn't the only experience like that with this guy. There was one other experience I want to share with you that I'm just now, it's hazy, but we had been on a rock, another rock. We had been on a rock. So we had walked uh, across a creek, a riverbed, uh, kind of a, a narrow lake or something. And there were rapids. <laughs> but when I say rapids, where you couldn't walk across this thing. And it was up, the water was up to our whatevers. And again, it did not feel like a very safe way to be traveling. And he, this guy just did not, he's just like, let's go, you know, but that's, you know, people, there are lots of you all that are like that. And it was this adventure and he's, you know, he lost a shoe. He lost one of his shoes. Um, and I'm sure I lost my shoes while we were doing it. And at some point I couldn't actually travel. I could, I, I couldn't press through the water to get farther across this expanse. It wasn't a super long expanse. It was a narrow thing. I mean, narrow as in to the left and to the right of us. I mean, to in front of us, it was long to the left and to the right. And it wasn't like a mile that we were going, but it was just, I couldn't go farther. We were going to sit on a rock and, um, he had to carry me. He had to pick me up and take me to that rock. Well, I knew it, this had this, this significance to it. It was, it just was, we had one, two, like three, four, four or five of those things. And then he was gone. I dated him, uh, one evening. It was just a really intensely, I think kind of wonderful time. And this happened to me more than once. I think this the second time it happened, happened like 10 years before, but <laughs> just waited for him to call, you know? Um, and I waited and I waited and I waited. And it was just weird because this was not just someone like I met. This was like someone they go, like, Oh, Terrilyn's dating so-and-so. It was like that. And the whole, you know, we have a tiny town. Everybody knows you're dating so-and-so. And so-and-so didn't just disappear off my radar. Like so-and-so disappeared off the face of the earth, like for a while, like a week, two weeks, three weeks. And then one day there was a letter uh, delivered in my house and I read it and it was so beautiful, but it was so like, really? Like I was so young and naive in all this, um, not as young as this person, but I mean, as far as my, I would, they were even, they were like light years ahead of me in certain ways. But anyway, they basically said, I did not like, I don't know what to do with like caring in this way. I, I'm unable. <laughs> I can't quite do this. I can't. And they were gone. I mean, not, they, there was, they had no question about it. They were just like, see ya. And, um, and I 
was growing, praise Jesus, in a way that could let somebody go. I don't know how to describe that. I know you know it though. I think you can hear me. I could let him go. I could I could let a person who was like, yeah, I know that, you know, I just asked if you'd be my girlfriend. Or I know that, you know, I just said, let's go out to dinner. Or, I just am not gonna. I, I was I was gaining this muscle to be like, okay. And then keep going, whatever direction God led me. And it seems to have started, as I mentioned earlier in our saga, <laughs> um, it seems to have started in this Abrahamic thing, you know, hey, stay at the table in one circumstance I didn't want to be in and, um, you know, go where I tell you, I'll tell you when you get there kind of a thing. And uh, there was a day when I heard listen and there was a day when I heard get off the phone, all these different things. The Lord was leading me into hearing him and I'd open the Bible and I would just see into the words. It was just like drinking the most delicious drink ever. Um, obedience and faith, O-F, was my big thing for years. Just obedience and faith, obedience and faith. It was so big in my life. Well, now let me, if I may, after 33 minutes, touch on why I started this. I realized tonight um, that there have been all these little things that I haven't felt like I could do well. Some of it because I didn't know how to do it well. But some of it was because I had so much on my plate. I had so much on my plate. Like four times what made sense to me. I would get to a place and as I mentioned, I would kind of know where my comfort was. Like, okay, I'm, you said, can you carry a little bit more? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay, I think that's it. And then there'd be more. And then there'd be more. And then there'd be more. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like my brain, I don't know where to put this stuff in my head. I don't know how to think it through. I don't know how to look it up. I don't know how to integrate it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I kind of gained a muscle to not ask questions. I wasn't really asking questions. It was obvious God is God. So I just went. Like if I knew it was God, I just went. And Interestingly, I was at a Denver church called Bridgeway, and I had just gotten a job at a church. Um, I was going to be an associate pastor, and the pastor of the church or whoever was leading that morning at Bridgeway said, hey, you know, turn around and go hug somebody and say good morning. So I turn around. This is mighty in my heart. And I went to this older lady. Her name was Victoria, an elder lady, like a senior, senior lady, beautiful woman, and uh, my Lord, she said to me, you, you, you just can't say no to him, can you? Jesus. Her name, I think, was Victoria. And I, I was like, no. Now, I kind of thought I was headed to Club Med. Like, I didn't know I might be challenged in any way. But the way she said it <laughs> had this familiar tone <laughs> that you're going to go where he sends you. You're going to go where he sends you. And recently, um, I had a just somebody I've grown in a short time to adore who chased me down. 
to do this program that she was heading up. And I, I hadn't known her very long. And I was like, you know, I know me pretty well. And I'm a hundred percent sure there's no way I can do it. I had just started a company. I can't even remember the things I was doing. I was doing so much. I'm like, no, there's no, no, don't, can't do the money. Can't know. And she at one point was like, you know, Terilyn, God wants this. I feel like he's telling me like the things he's wanting you to do, like you need to do this. This is the time to do it. And he's saying like, he really wants. And then I just began to think in terms of what's pop, like what's humanly possible, right? My husband had been in the hospital. I mean, there was, as a matter of fact, the conversation was happening at an acute care center where my husband was healing. And I was like, um, how God, how? And she in her own way was saying, it, he'll just work it out. It's going to be okay. It'll just be fine. I won't even invoice you. You just pay me what, okay. Beyond, beyond anything I could hold in my head, I just said, okay. And it was as hard as I thought it was harder because I'd already set out saying I didn't have the, but then there were expectations. It's a program, you know, and it was hard not to be able to do all that I wanted to be able to do. Well, I am feeling things coming together, y'all. I was, all of this started, I repented. I asked the Lord to forgive me because I had been taught by the person I just mentioned was it preparing the space yeah she had just a way of preparing a room before she did something and the very first time she she did it I thought I love that I want to remember that and you know in soul care you learn that stuff and I'm like you know I'm that thing she's doing the way she's doing that and it today is like over a year after I met her probably about a year after that prayer where I was saying, I want to do that. And I'm now really beginning today to incorporate that. And I had this sense of like, Lord, I am so sorry. It has taken me a year and a half. And I felt him just open up my awareness, like literally open my brain up to show me have you any idea how much I've allowed on your plate over this last such and such many years? And I'm like, oh, no, oh my, and I, this is why, you know, where are my keys? I have no idea, you know, that kind of thing. I've been in, um, you know, fix my car. Yeah, one day it'll happen. You know, just like being able to just let things fall. Like, yeah, okay, we'll get there. Okay, man, yeah, indeedy because I just wouldn't have the bandwidth um, to handle it. But it's all coming together. Um, I'm seeing things begin to come together. And by his sovereign hand, it's coming together. I almost want this to go in this direction. I have no idea how much has related. Like, and I apologize for being so indulgent to my stories. Um, But I want to say to you, God is calling you out into the deep. If you already know me 
if you've already had any kind of flavor of what that means from any direction, any angle that you've had in my life, you might think, you know, I could do without that. Like, I don't have a need for that kind of challenge in my life. Like, I don't, I'm good. I will tell you, there is what I want to call an existential, like an existence, foundational essence, essential experience of the Lord Jesus Christ that you need. Whether it's for this hour, you know, that's perfectly fine because maybe Billy Graham didn't have that, you know, but we need it. And I go back to this woman, this beautiful missionary that said to me, the joy is worth the suffering. The joy is worth the suffering. Now, I don't even know if you'll even experience a bunch of suffering. I feel like, you know, they talk about forerunners. I feel like I've paved a way, whether you ever hear all my stories. (laughs) Oh, praise Jesus. Uh, I feel like the Lord has paved a way with me where I've I've walked some miles and I've gained some understandings. And whether you hear them from me directly or just they've been birthed. He's birthed some things. You can do this. You can say yes. And this particular moment might not be your call. But even if you're listening for 41 minutes, as I kind of go from story to story in a way that to me even is a bit, whoa, where am I going? You can trust him. I did not lose my mind um, in that sense. You know what I mean? I didn't end up cuckoo. Um, He's been faithful. I I haven't been missing meals. Um. Everything he said he's going to do, he's going to do, and he has been doing. And, oh my Lord, his wonderfulness is not just taught. It's not just visited, experienced one day where we, you hang on to that for years, you hang on to it for weeks, or you. This is about it coming from the inside in our being where you know you say well I know that I know that I know it's not it's it's so my 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 I think the closest I can get to it at this moment is about being whole hearted whole heartedness is what the Lord is inviting you into and so I invite you because particularly if you talk to him and he talks to you, right? If you got it like that with the Lord, have a chat with him about what I've said. I'm not one to to literally ramble, even if it was to seem like that. That's not that's not why I get on and, and talk. I, I have something I want to communicate to you, but this time I feel like I've offered a prophetic illustration of my life for the last 22 years that I very rarely had a super big picture. I I usually didn't have a 
super big clue. But all the while he knew. And I usually didn't understand the whole overwhelm thing. Um, I, I really felt like he probably knew it wasn't my choice. Like I, you know how you're in a, an airplane and you're like, can I get a window seat? Or like you have these preferences. Do you guys have like, you know, pecans instead of walnuts or where you just, you're thinking in terms of being a customer and getting customer service. But this is, my loves, this is where our lives flip. There, now, we talk about this stuff. I'm here to tell you, having journeyed, and I've only journeyed with, you know, even though I feel like I've known thousands of people, I've only journeyed with a tiny, minuscule portion of the planet. You know, how many people are here? Just a couple in comparison to how many people exist. But in my experience... I, I don't know folks, a lot of folks doing this, and yet this is where we're going. Our lives flip to where we're not serving us. We're not living for ourselves. Where we exist in his service. We're not slaves. Matter of fact, uh, it is his heart that we be free. It's, it's not about us not being appreciated. There's whatever the like, you know, cultural dramas and the, um, the, the bad rep that things have offered the Lord. It ain't that. I can tell you that. It ain't that. He's, um, he's all he says he is. Genesis to Revelation. If he says he is something, that's exactly what he is. And so I just invite you, um, you don't get to say <laughs> what is and what ain't. You don't get to say, you know, I've got these conditions or as long as this happens or as long as that doesn't happen. You do, that's not what it is. That's not, we're not doing it like that. It's like, uh, like the guy that, I don't remember his name. Oh, I do remember his name, I think. Yeah, I think I just saw it. Um, Jude, I think was his name, maybe. I think it was Jude pretty sure his name was Jude. Uh, it, he, he wasn't like, well, I mean, if you don't want to no, it, it, we were going to do, we were going to walk that narrow ledge. <laughs> it was a ledge. Um, it was a ledge in loafers. Amen. But I made it and having made it, I could say, well, clearly God knew I was going to make it all the time. And I know when I got invited by the Lord, there was definitely a sense of this is going to be good. But even I had so much chutzpah. I was like, oh, absolutely. But there was this sense that there would be moments like this, you know, it's going to be a, you're going to, you know, trust him. You know, trust him, trust him, trust him, trust God, trust God, trust God, keep trusting God. Um, praise you, Jesus. He's moving all of us from what seems to what is, 
from the world which passes away, which shakes whatever, to him who never passes away. Like we, as Christians, we have all this talk about being people of the word and, you know, the only thing that we'll hang on to is the word and, but there's a reality to it. There's, there's a real timeline that we are on. And I can only speak to what I know. So there's a lot I don't say until I have a clue. But I can tell you that we are of a time to allow the Lord to heal our hearts, to make us whole-hearted, um, and to kind of bring us in, right? To to bring the body of Christ in. And, and that includes a huge harvest, you know, bring everybody, anybody. You want to come? Come on in, right? Um, I will mention one more thing. I used to take a light rail train in Aurora, Colorado to, I think, to Inglewood, I think. And... Uh, one morning it was dark outside it was super early <clears throat> it felt like it was like 5 in the morning because of the, the you know the feel of the morning and I was getting the train I was in the last car of the train and I had a prophetic sense I don't know if I I'm sure I'd already read Billy Graham had written something about how the doors are closing. He had read this, he had written this thing saying, the, the doors are going to close, the doors are closing. Um, please, please get in while the doors are open. And so this would, he would have written this or I would have read it somewhere between 2000, maybe six and eight. And somewhere around there, I had this experience of being at the back of the light rail and people rushing to get to the train, get on board, get, and I felt myself, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, you too, come on, you too, I, and I was physically having this prophetic illustration in the natural, I was um, waving people in, they were running up the stairs to get on to go to work, and I was, I think that's even a part of it too. It's not just about salvation. It's about getting to work. So it's it's like a remnant getting into position to be fully ready for the harvest, right? It's It's not, but at that time, what I sensed was, please get on board now. Come on, you guys, come on in. And I had that experience of getting onto the, onto the train, that caboose and waving people in and them kind of, you know, shoving in and then that door closing and then that door closing. And I'll tell you, you know, my big message, my big word, I got a couple of words, but my big, big word is whosoever. One of my big words is beloved, but my big, big word is whosoever. Like, if you wonder if God's real, if you would love to be saved, if if eternity uh, sounds great, you know, 
uh, eternity with God and in his goodness, um, in his joy sounds good. It's a, it's just, it's a really good time to say yes. It's not just the evangelist, you know, the 90 year old evangelist that's saying, come on in. It's reality. There was a time when that's what Billy Graham did. Like, you know, this person does, they, they feed the children, you know, and Billy Graham, you know, brings in, you know, um, believers, you know, um, this is different. This is, it's a call, it's a, I remember a young pastor preaching at the same church I mentioned earlier, and he was saying something, and I was saying, it's like a dinner bell. I'm listening to him, and I'm like, it, he, what he is saying to this group, not everything he said felt on with me, and I actually walked out because of just one thing, and little did I know, of course, it's not him. He was doing his thing, but I knew the thing that didn't jibe well with me is that I knew that there were people who needed inner healing. I just knew it. Um, and I, and I was in the midst of ministering inner healing to people on a regular basis, just as kind of a spiritual mom. So yeah, I just, there was a part of that, that I just couldn't be in the space to receive that. But even that one message, which is the one that I'd walked away from, where he was saying, interestingly, something that I just said the last week, praise God. He said something like, be who you are. Be who you are. And I was like, yeah, I hear you, dude. But I'm telling you, I got a lot of people that need healing. And now I'm kind of, it's an interesting thing, right? I've got the prophetic and I've got the pastoral and I've got the the emotional health counseling. I've got the teaching. I've got this sense of the the comfort and the the commandeering or the galvanizing and the you know dum 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 it's both where uh it's okay to feel met you know in your heart like oh thank you for understanding lord it's okay to not to feel like you're you're not really nobody's really listening. (laughs) It's okay to feel like you're not really getting the kind of uh, personal attention in those sweet and warm ways that you want. It's okay. All of it's okay because there's a molding going on by the one who made you. There's a becoming that which you are. There's an unfolding into your identity. And, And this is the hour for it. So I just love you. And I believe in the interesting way that my father God is that he meant this when he said you could talk about it or I could share with you that it's been a couple of decades that I have spent a lot of time overwhelmed, but in a lot of peace (laughs) and a lot of joy in the midst of my journey. And I want to encourage you to give him all yeses. Give God all green lights. Not give any spirit a green light, right? This isn't about being naive. It's, in fact, we need wisdom from above. 
The God who made you knows how to make himself known to you. And you can even now say, Father God, help me understand to the depths that you've created me for what I need to understand in this season, in this hour. Bring me to the yes you want out of me. It's the kind of thing you can, you can just come to him with all of it. You know, you don't have to leave anything back. I mean, he made you, amen. But this is an hour to say, like I did back in 98, I said, I, I don't know you and nobody knows me and I'm not going to commit to another thing until I'm committed to you. That's what I said to God. I invite you into that moment, those moments where it's no longer, but I wanted strawberry ice cream. You know, it's no longer, well, but where are we going? You know, it's, it's no longer, I thought you said, there's, there's none of that. It's, it was me. <laughs> it was mine. Father God, from this day on out, from this season on out, from this moment, here and now, on out, it's you. It's yours. And that's not to say that performance-wise you'll be that. Everything unfolds. But beloved, that's increasing in an acceleration. What's unfolding is unfolding more quickly. So it's okay to just trust that you can say the yes and he'll make sure everything else kind of falls into place. Amen. I love you for listening for 57 minutes. Can I tell you that? I could just, if you want to text me and say, hey, I'm one of those folks, I will make sure when we are in a position to do that, I will hug you and I will thank you sincerely. I bless you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.